what marks the difference between your real self and your posturing self? What is the arrogant ego versus the humble worker? And why do we feel threatened at times and try to establish a sense of superiority over someone else's work than ours? Hello and welcome to Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, analyze and dissect different works, experiences and thoughts that I've had over the last few years. My name is Jagan and I'm just a student of the human experience trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. And so the current book I'm analyzing in this episode is Think Like a Monk, specifically about the concept of ego in this case. A long time ago, I discussed about Stoic books in terms of the obstacle is the way and stillness is the key. And one of the books, the third book of the trilogy, Ego is the Enemy, really expands upon this book. And I plan on analyzing that book in the future. But this book, Think Like a Monk, with ego is the with ego is kind of a good discussion to have today. So, first question you want to ask is the difference between the choices you make when other people are watching and the choices you make when you're by yourself. The choices you make when you're by, with everyone else are usually in part attuned to the people around you. For instance, if you go to a restaurant and your usual recourse or usual plan is to order something non-alcoholic as a drink but when you're with people you order something alcoholic even though you may not be the most for it it's kind of the difference between your ego versus who you actually are making judgments based on others opinions and being affected by those is kind of a manifestation of one form of ego and so the choices you make when you're by yourself when there's no judgment upon you when the only person holding yourself accountable is the person you look at in the mirror, that's who you really are. That's the difference between the ego and your true self. It could be manifested in just sitting down and just doing 30 push-ups in the middle of the, in the, middle of the room. It might be just sitting down cleaning your apartment even though you're the only occupant there. It may be manifested in just going for a walk outside and for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or so and coming back. No one judges you for it. No one holds you accountable to it. There's no external reward except for the, that of your own head and mind. And that is something that defines who you really are. Not the ego, but the true self. Remember, the arrogant ego always desires respect. It desires other people's light shined upon them. A kind of happiness manifested from it. But the humble worker... The one who doesn't seek any sort of massive recognition. One who doesn't look for that. And doesn't get defined by that is the one that inspires respect. So for the last episode, we talked about being a doer versus being a player. And so one caveat to being a player is to not identify and be defined by that. Almost looking at it like a necessary evil. Going to the dark side temporarily so that you can continue your workflow. But trying to set yourself up above it by being a humble worker is not how you identify it. Because it's another form of ego in that case. Remember, real ego, or almost like rather, not even the word ego, but just your sense of real self, a healthy self-image. It comes out from doing the actions of your dharmic purpose, regardless of the pressures around you. Your real self comes from acting out who you really are instead of paying attention to the 
babble of voices or the barking of dogs that lies below your feet. Remember, the arrogant ego, the one who takes pride in everyone else's recognition and accomplishment, desires respect. It's defined by it. It requires it to prosper. However, the humble ego, the ego that has a good sense and confidence in of itself, not ego, but rather confidence, not conceit, but rather confidence, is one that inspires respect. And the difference is that while some of these behaviors do overlap, those of narcissism and the arrogance versus confidence, they do tend to overlap. There is a huge difference in the inside versus the outside. So someone who's very narcissistic or arrogant versus someone who's confident will still walk with their back straight, will still walk with their eyes like kind of like showing a sense of purpose, a sense of power almost in a, in a way, and will speak with authority and will speak with a kind of power. And so someone who's confident will speak because they believe in it. And because it is who they truly are. And they don't, need, they don't need anyone's respect for it. Someone who is egoic, narcissistic, or arrogant will still have that same tone and confidence. But on the inside, they will seek everyone else's approval or validation for their actions. And will be defined by them. It's not that a confident person doesn't seek it or doesn't look for it. But they're not defined by it. Nor do they take or add so much importance to it as someone of ego would. So remember that whenever you feel that someone's status is less than yours, someone's worth is less than yours, ask yourself why you feel threatened by it. Remember, a superiority complex, something a lot of us have in certain amounts or certain values, always hides the opposite. Someone or even yourself trying to assert your superiority over someone in somewhere else is trying to usually hide a sense of inferiority. Asking yourself why you feel threatened by them, that you feel the necessity to assert your superiority over them. When you try to debase someone else to like flaunt your own self, ask yourself why you're doing that. Ask yourself why is it that you feel the need to bring someone else's down, bring someone else down, even in your mind, for the sake of your own self to feel better. Because then you'll identify what you're insecure about, what you're feeling inferior about. And you will bolster that skill up as opposed to demeaning someone else's insecurities or lack of skills in a certain field. Remember, you'll never end up being better than the person you're criticizing simply because when you criticize someone without true, like, without true intention of constructive feedback, in a, in a sense, when you tell someone something about themselves or think something about someone without, like, considering the true intent behind why you do certain things, you'll never end up being better than them. Simply because by criticizing someone, you seek to establish a sense of superiority of your own sense of self over the other person. And that doesn't really establish your superiority. It just confirms your inferiority, at least in your head, to them. And so, the thing with ego as well, is it's a multi-headed hydra. When you start grappling with, fighting with, attempting to leash your ego, you may cut off one head, 
by realizing a certain thing you get insecure about, a certain thing you feel inferior about, or something that affects you negatively. But in that case, you cut off one head, two more take its place. You find more things you get insecure about until you get to the root, or rather roots in this case, of what make you feel the necessity to assert your ego, what makes you feel inferior, that you feel the necessity to feel superior in some way, and what causes your once healthy self-image to kind of decay into something of ego and arrogance. And as I said in the beginning, the choices that truly define who you are are the ones that you make in your own head, the ones that you make when no one is watching you, and the judgments you make when the only person that can hold you accountable is your own self. In a way, this kind of parallels back to the episode on the idea of thoughts. Controlling and kind of leashing your thoughts, they're not all a mess and bramble of superiority and inferiority of criticism and like feeling threatened by other people. You not only grapple with your ego, you allow yourself to think thoughts that are more positive. You allow your mind to be cleared of negativity and allow the stream of consciousness to be faster than that of before. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the power of ego and how it's important to leash it and understand the most important choices of your life. If you'd like to hear more content, feel free to drop me a follow on whichever platform you listen to this podcast on. And if you'd like to see more video form content and reels, feel free to drop me a follow at Stoic Spirituality on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening and see you guys next time.